Hi, you're tuned into the Hub Talks podcast hosted by North Church YA. Lean in as we journey through this topic together. So welcome to Hub Talks and we are live and we are back. We're really excited because we have three incredible guests with us today. Um, to talk all things singleness. So this podcast is called The Hunger. Um, and so why don't we just go around and just introduce yourself, name, age, something about yourself. I can go first if you want. Okay, go so I'm Tash. Um, I'm married to Ty. We are the YA pastors at North Church and we are married with two and soon to be three children. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, yeah, and yeah, we're just really excited to be here recording with you guys tonight. So that's me. Should I go? My name is Michaela. I, thanks, thanks, all three of you. Um, I am 26 and fun fact, used to work in the music industry. Now I work in church doing ministry. That almost sounded like a rap, like I used to work in the... <laughs> music industry now I'm in ministry anyway. yeah, thanks thanks sorry guys uh, my name is David I am 26 and I um I'm a doctor um, but yeah uh I I always say that I'm a I'm an apprentice of Christ because that's far more important than any individual job that I do oh come on Hi, my name is Zara, and I'm married to... I'm joking. <laughs> my name is Zara. I'm like, in the wisdom years. And what's that? <laughs> so I work as a TA at a special education needs school. Amazing. Nice. So really excited to have you guys. And I think for me, like just hear different perspectives on singleness. I'll be honest, I haven't had long periods of time where I've been single. Um, like first 15 years of my life, I was obviously single. <laughs> but then I was in a long term relationship before I committed my life to Jesus. Um, and then when I did commit my life to Jesus, probably a year and a half after that, I met Ty. So I haven't really, I guess, got the insight or the, the, the struggle from that perspective of what it's like to be single for a long period of time. But what I do know, whether you are single or whether you are in a relationship with someone, you know, first of all, we're called as individuals created in the image of God to have intimacy with our Heavenly Father. And so I think oftentimes people can see singleness as something that is um, lonely or something that is negative, but actually it's a gift from God because we were all created first and foremost as individuals, you know? Um, and so we want to put our value and we want to define ourselves by what Christ says about us rather than in a person. But saying that, I can understand that it can be hard for people and it can be difficult for people um, if they are in that place where they've been single a while or they have that desire to want to meet someone. So let's just dive straight into these questions and we'll start with you, Michaela. Um, so you are you single right now? I am, yes. Okay, just take notes. <laughs> And you're, you're, a, you're a young adult and you've, um, you know, you've probably heard things from other people around singleness. Maybe you've had like annoying people. Maybe I've been one of those. Yeah. It's okay if I have that, that have tried to match make you up. Um, but what are some of the thoughts and attitudes that surround singleness? Yeah, I mean, definitely when you're in the church... If you're single, someone's going to try to pay you up with someone else who's single. It, as soon as someone says, oh, they're single, I'm like, Michaela? I'm like, right, no. <laughs> doesn't matter if their interests are completely different. doesn't matter if you just your vibe is different. They will pay you up. So everyone out there, sorry, on my behalf as well. It's all right, Tash. But um, I think, gosh, honestly, I don't know where to start. Single, attitudes towards it. Personally, I have actually been single my whole life. So unless I count my year six boyfriend... 
come on. Um, who also was my prom date, so just saying, that's longevity. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people just try and pay you up or think that, oh, you're single, bless you. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> bless me, I'm fine. Um, yeah, I think attitudes towards it should be positive. I think it is a gift, I think it's a blessing. We've got time to just do our life and do our own thing. Um, if I look at like, gosh, all my friends and like close friends, they're basically married. Like 26 in the Christian world, you're, you're married with kids, most of them. So um, it's been interesting to like live that and then actually my thought process along with it as like different people have changed around me. Um, it's kind of like, oh, you're now married. Oh, you've got two kids now. Oh, what are you doing, Michaela? Like, what's your update? Um, yeah, I'm still in the same job. Um, I'm still single. Yeah, yeah, great, amazing. Um, but I think a big portion of that is, um, I think people think that they're losing something or they are without when they're single. And I have friends who like have that kind of mindset towards it. And I just, I personally find it really sad. I don't know about anyone else because it's just like, there's so much to life. Like there's so many job stuff, like even my job career, like when I was in the music industry, I would travel down to Brighton and like live in Leeds and like do different things and then travel to London and work to another music industry company. But like if I had a relationship, it would probably be like, oh, you're just, you're not, you're not, you're unreliable and you're not here and you're not present with me. But like I could fully just be selfish for a season and it was like the best time and I learned so much about myself in that time. So, I don't know. Anyone else got any thoughts? There's so much to unpack. Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, I'm not currently single. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, I'm currently engaged, which has been uh, amazing. Um, uh, but I think uh, the reality about singleness for me is, yes, we are single in the sense that we're not on an earthly relationship, but if we have given our lives to Christ, like there's no way we can say that we are single because we are engaged to Christ, first and foremost. And I think there's so much within that. And I don't mean to say that to be all spiritual. I mean, we're at a church. <laughs> we're doing a podcast, <laughs> a Christian podcast. So, uh, I mean, makes sense. But I think God has been speaking to me a lot recently about what it looks like to, I guess, have a feeling of where God is calling you to, what God is calling you to do based on the gifts, the talents, the visions, the prophecies that he's put in your life. Um, and how am I each and every day walking towards those goals? Because at the end of the day, my eternal marriage to Christ will always be infinitely more important than any earthly marriage I ever have. And so actually in my singleness, um, what what is the most important thing for me, I think, would then be to say, okay, um, how, how, do I, how do I aim for this place? This, I've, I've, had, I've had feelings of like, oh, this is what heaven must feel like. You know, like when you're in the middle of worship and it's just, oh, you just feel like you're levitating, the spirit is just taking you. Um, how do I feel, how do I get to the end of my life, get to the end of my life and know that I'm closer to that feeling, which is heaven on earth? Um, how, how am I taking steps to get there one step at a time um, and I think that's the first focus for me and w when I talk about attitudes around singleness I, I'm thinking well my attitude is I need to I need to go deeper in Christ I need to be more be more about his kingdom be more eternally minded thinking okay when I've run my race what do I have to show for it because at the end of the day that's the most important thing if we're not doing that, what's the point of it all? Even our relationships are supposed to be to that end. So my thoughts on singleness is you were born single. We are going to die and become single. So, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going to spend the majority of our lives single, guys. Eternity is all singleness. So, I mean, uh, let's focus on our first engagement, which is to Christ, and our uh, awaited marriage, which is to, to Christ when he comes again. It's like the finding contentment isn't it and I think that is a big thing that's what is like been such a big journey for me of finding contentment when I'm not like attached to another person because I think so many people it's like 
like even my sister like she got married and like quite quickly and I, think, I can't remember but it was like a few months they were together and then had a baby and it's like then they've journeyed some massive moments together but for me I'm like I've done that all solo but like solo is not a bad thing and I think as a single one and your thoughts and attitudes towards it is how can we find that contentment and security in ourselves with God and like that's our connection point that's the person that we can then go to with everything not necessarily our partner and also like if you're dating let's be real that person changes so like you know some people they date one person they're married all the best love that for you but like for everyone else it's like you're either you're just like got different relationships so then it's how can we find not kind of attaching ourselves to someone that then changes and then we have to journey that and how and how do we detach ourselves but like how can we attach ourselves to God first and keep that no matter what you're going through whether it's a different person whether it's a different job you move cities countries for some people I think that's a big thing I think it's easy, isn't it, to fall into that trap because we're so bombarded in the culture. You know, we watch all these romantic movies and it kind of gives you that narrative of we need to find the one, we need to find that perfect person for us. And if we don't, then we might end up being lonely or being alone. Mm. And actually, when I think back to when I was dating people before I met Ty, before I was in Christ... I was the most lonely in those relationships. And it was because my loneliness was rooted in hurt. My loneliness was rooted in an unhealthy relationship. I didn't have the relationship I had with that person was toxic. And the, also the relationship that I had with family and friends, they weren't in a good place. And so, and, and then my relationship with Jesus was not really, it was non-existent really. And so the loneliness was actually from that place like not having true intimacy you know not having not being able to be myself not having healthy relationships with people and instead of just settling and being content and being by myself I thought no I need someone else I need someone else to feel accepted to feel loved to feel valued because I hadn't realized that I can receive all that from Christ and also from really good Christian friends Um, as well that were around me and so I would say like our our attitude if we are single should be how can I build healthy relationships now in my singleness like what does my relationship look like with my parents what does my relationship look like with my friends and find our intimacy through those relationships because if we build those relationships well now then in the future it will set us up well we'll be able to build healthy relationships with our spouse, if that's what we choose, um, and with our children, if that's what we go on to, you know, go on to experience. And so, yeah, I think our attitude should be thinking about, reflecting, like, on your friendships, reflecting on your relationship with your siblings and with your parents. You know, is there... Is there unforgiveness there? You know, is there tension there? Is there hurt there? You know, do you find it difficult to speak about your emotions? Do you find it difficult to communicate how you feel? Do you struggle with conflict? Um, Have you got a level of an emotional maturity? Because I think we can think, oh, maybe we'll get to that when we get married or we'll get to that in the future. But actually, the time is now to be doing that work. And that's not to say that we need to be ready in the finished product because certainly when I was dating Ty, I was definitely not ready. <laughs> like on paper, absolutely not. But I was on the journey of like, God, this is, this is what I'm struggling with. This is, this is what I'm hurt about. This is where I, where I don't do really well in relationships and really inviting Jesus to speak into that so we can heal and restore the friendships that we have now. Um, the relationships that we have now with our parents. Um, and so, yeah, that, I think that's one of the attitudes that I think I definitely adopted. Yes, it was only for a year and a half whilst I was on Bible college. <laughs> but um, everyone, there's a time for everything, you know, and, and, and God knows what we need just at the right time. And so, shall we move on to the next question? Yeah. Um, so we've talked about some of the attitudes and thoughts around singleness 
we actually see it spoken really positively in the Bible. That's the thing. And I think sometimes we forget that, that God actually has a lot to say about it. And we read from Apostle Paul, he has a very, very high view of singleness. So, David, do you want to talk us through the Apostle Paul's view on singleness? Yeah, I'd love to. I know Paul can be quite a, a point of contention for people, though. Some people are like, oh, we don't know how we feel about Paul. But I think he has a lot of um, wisdom and a lot of great things to say. Um, in 1 Corinthians, um, he talks about how um, he, he actually says, I wish people were single like I am. Um, and um, in other places, he talks about how you know, singleness is a gift. But then he also talks about how we should imitate him as he imitates Christ. And funnily enough, Jesus actually talks about singleness as well and talks about it as a gift as well. He says, you know, some people are, in Matthew, he says some people are born eunuchs, some people are made eunuchs, and some people choose to be eunuchs. But then he says they choose to be eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom. Um, and I think that there, and then he goes on to, and if you are gifted for that, then, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, so... It's it, Paul and Jesus, so Paul and God, talk about how it's a gift, but then um, it's not just a gift to do nothing with. Um, and I think that's what Paul is trying to get at. He's like, look, guys, I'm single, so I have the mobility to be able to go and spread the gospel. I'm, I'm out here doing some ad hoc tent making here. Now I'm going to fly to Thessalonica, do some ad hoc tent, tent making here. Now I'm going to go to Corinth, you know, hit Rome real quick, you know. So he was able to be so much more mobile and he had so much more freedom with his time because he didn't have to, you know, he talks about how, I don't know if he's a hater of marriage. I don't think he is, but he talks about how like, oh yeah, you know, if you're married, you have to divide half of your time between earthly things and heavenly things. Whereas if you're single, you can devote all of your time to heavenly things. Um, and I think that kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier in the sense of, um, what, what are we called to do primarily on this earth, you know? And how do we accomplish those things? I think Paul is trying to say to us that, look, what's more important? He even says, if you are married, leave, live like you're single. What's more important than you being married? What's more important than you having any earthly relationship is you um, fulfilling, um, living in the fullness of our of relationship with Christ. And what does that look like? Um, I think, first of all, it looks like me saying, okay, God, I want to get to know you. I want to know what you want from me. I want to learn to love you as you have first loved me and really walking in the simplicity but the profoundness of the gospel. Um, but that's like just the beginning. That's like the start point. I was having a little... Um, devotional time with a couple of uh, people we have like a small group that we meet up from time to time and we were talking about how like you know Paul talks about how he's writing to the Corinthians and he's telling them off as he often does um, and he's saying how you know I keep talking to you guys about the basics the beginnings the the intro to this Christian walk and I can't even graduate us from baby milk to like real food and it's like, okay, what is this baby milk? And they were arguing between themselves, like, oh yeah, I'm a follower of Paul, or oh, I'm a follower of Apollos, you know. Oh yeah, I'm not struggling with this sin, but these people are struggling with this sin. Oh yeah, oh, I've got these, this, these many, um, you know, uh, uh, independent businesses going on and these people don't. And you know, all this comparison, all this struggling with the, with the basics that he couldn't even graduate them to like solid food. And so I think like for me, I, I've been really hit hard of late, of what is, what am I called to do? Like, I know I've said it before, but it's so strong within me. What am I called to do for the kingdom? And how am I making moves to get there? Mm. In a sense of, okay, I've started off, I'm working really hard, really hard on getting to know God, knowing what he wants from me, being righteous in him, being holy in him. But to what end? So I could say, oh, great. You know, me and God are pals, me and Jesus, you know. Jesus, you're my superhero, you know? Like, no. Oh, like, church church. Church. <laughs> that's, 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 that's not the end. That's the beginning. Um, Jesus tells us in the Great Commission, he says, go and make disciples of men. So first of all, we're supposed to, so that's the end goal, to make disciples of men. 
to spread the kingdom of God. So the start goal is get good with Christ. The next thing is equip yourself so that you can go out and be strong in this world. And the third thing is go out and be strong in this world for the sake of the kingdom, in your circle of influence, for the goodness and for the kingdom of God. Like that is the end goal. And I want to, I'm being challenged right now and I want to challenge anybody listening and anybody who's here. Like, do you actually know what God has called you to do in this life? Because that's what Paul is trying to tell us. He's saying in your singleness, figure out what you're trying to do in this life, right? And then frame everything in, in that perspective. Okay, let's say my aim is to be, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to be too personal, you know, don't you? Yeah. But um, uh, let's say my, my, it's not, it's not, but let's say my, my aim is to be like a world-class singer with 20 million followers, you know, living it up with Kim Kardashian, spreading the gospel. Let's say, let's say that's my, let's say that's, that's my goal, right? No, 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 I, like spreading the gospel, innit? Spreading the gospel. Um, <laughs> sorry, I know I'm going on a bit, but I'll, I'll wrap up yeah. 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 Exactly. It's a big, it's I mean, a big market, that one. Kanye tried, but anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway. Um, so um, let's say that's my goal. Okay, so every decision I make in this life should then be framed to that end. Okay, so I have two, a decision to make between two options. I either uh, take the night off and watch some TV or there's actually this um, opportunity to get involved in a recording session where I get to network with singers. Which one should I be doing? If I frame it in the perspective of, oh, that's my end goal, to see God's kingdom come to Kim Kardashian, you know, then... I should probably be going to this, wor- this uh, worship thing. I should probably be going to this music event. Or, oh, I'm up scrolling on Instagram late at night when I know I need energy for tomorrow because I've got a whole set list to do musically. I should probably go to bed because I'm framing it in the perspective of this is what I know God wants me to do in the long term. And that changes. That, you know, God refines that as we go along. But he just wants our sincere hearts. He wants us to say, okay, God, I, you've put these giftings in me. You've, you've put this vision in me. You've prophesied to me through your people and through your word um, to do this thing. Okay, so how do I get to do this thing? And then once we have that set, I think that's what Paul is trying to say. Once you have that set, then you can say, okay, who can I bring alongside me to help me get to where God wants me to be? What friends should I have around me? What, what, what? environment should I put myself in? What significant other should I have around me? You know, that's when we can frame thinking about being in a relationship in this right context. Because like I said before, you're going to be single longer than you are going to be in a relationship, even if you're married. You spend 40, 50, 60 years married, but you spend eternity single. Or should I say in married to Christ, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? Does that make sense? It does make sense, because let's look at it. When Jesus was walking on earth, was he married or was he single? Mm-hmm. So he ran with the calling. He did everything he had to do. So as we are made in his image, we can do the same. But then most of the time we fall f- through peer pressure. Mm-hmm. I knew that girl. She's now in her 20s. She's married. Why am I still single? Mm -hmm. But where are you in Christ? What's your walk with Christ? Mm -hmm. Because if Jesus did it, so can you. Because he's the one who empowers us. He's the one who runs with us. But then the moment we just swerve and go like, my circle is all gone. My friends are all married. They all have kids. I'm now alone. That's when we lose focus. We are so blessed to be single in the house because we have friends here who encourage you. It's all right. And then we have Tash who try to like hook you up mm-hmm. with someone. I stand <laughs> by that. <laughs> you guys don't know how many times Tash will be like, so David, so David. I'm very passionate. Ooh, have you been looking for anybody at the moment? I'm like, hi Tash. Oh, somebody's called me. I'll be back, I'll be back, I'll be back. <laughs> Do you know what? So one time, actually, Laura, I'm pointing you out, she tried to pair me with someone and I was, she was like, yeah, yeah, they serve on the same team as you. I was like, all right, all right. She said it to me like three times. And then this random week at church, 
this guy was serving. And I went back to her and I was like, you know that guy you're trying to pair me up with three times? He's married. <laughs> she didn't see a ring. And I literally was like, how did you miss this? So yeah, just, just make sure you vet them, whatever someone says to you. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really funny. <laughs> Sorry. But to be fair, on that, I think it is so key. And I think it's, it's funny because we can see of what Jesus did in like 30 years or 33. I can't remember. 30, 33. Uh, years he was like on earth and he... He wasn't even, like, I can't even think of, I'm not very good at Bible, but I can't think of any Bible verses where the Lord's like, where Jesus is like, um, Lord, if you want to give me a woman, that would be great. Like, there's, it's, not, it's not his focus at all, which I think is fascinating. And I also think how the Apostle Paul is just so in the present. And I think a lot of us are, if you're single, like, oh, but when I get married, I'll buy the house. When I'm married, I'm going to be going on all these holidays. I'm going to travel with my spouse. What about now? Let's be living now. Let's be living in the present. Like, there's no time like now. Like, if Jesus saw a miracle, he went and did it. He didn't say, oh, hang on. I just got a few things to do. And maybe when I've got a girl, we'll come back and we can have a double date. How about that? Then we'll be friends. Then we'll, then we'll connect. It's like, no, do it now. Like, hang out with married people even. Like, get around in that environment because it's going to shape you so much more than I think we realize. And I think then living in the present and whatever God's asking you to do. And like David's saying, like, what's God calling you forward in? Have that courage by yourself because it's not the fact that you're by yourself, it's the spirit in you, which is why he's given it to you to do. I think as well, if you, you are stuck for calling, because I know, you know, it can be difficult sometimes to know which direction to go in and especially when you're working and you're studying, but then you also have your spiritual gifts as well. I think just... I know this might sound really Christian, but just starting off using those gifts in church, um, like finding a local church, whether it's this one or when you're going back home, your local church, just get involved there, you know, because they always need people to use their gifts. And that's where most of us probably started using our gifts. Like it was in the local church, it was serving, it was helping, it was on worship team, it was, you know, helping out with children, it was helping on the host team it was you know pastoring so I would start there if you're not serving and you're not sure like just get involved and as you commit to to each day like saying God just like use my life in whatever way you want he will like give you the next steps because we don't just start off with the big dream you know we don't. It takes hard work to get there. It takes a lot of work to get there. And it is a journey. Like, I'm sure David knows becoming a doctor was not an overnight thing. So Talk about it. Right. And now he's become a doctor. He's like, okay, <laughs> the work is not done. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. And, yeah, we won't go into that, David. <laughs> I, we'll move on now. <laughs> but um, it is difficult. But, yeah, start with church first. Yeah. So, Sarah, because you've been single a while, what's your experience been of singleness and what, what has your struggles been? Because we've talked a lot about the good stuff, but let's be real, it can be difficult and we can be facing a lot of temptation as well. So what, what, what have your struggles been? How many hours do we have? <laughs> we've got 10 minutes. <laughs> so, to start with, if you're like... If you just turned 18 and then it's like 19 and like, yay, I'm getting there. Then you hit 20, 22, 25, family comes in and they're like, is there a problem somewhere <laughs> that we need to talk about? You're like, why? We haven't introduced a guy yet. Okay. Um, the time will come and they're like, when? Mm -hmm. And then you don't have that response, right? You don't have that answer to give them. So it's like pressure from family, and then you move on. You're like 30. They're like, mm-mm. If you can't find a man, I'm like, do I have to find a man or the man has to find me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're like, now you have to find, because don't be like choosy. Just take whoever comes. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> Oh no. That's not gonna happen. 
<laughs> so that struggle is real. So when it comes like <laughs> from family, it really makes it difficult because they're like, tell her aunties, like, call that uncle. And then my sisters are like, okay, where I'm married, there's a single, like, my brother's husband is single. Like, thank you. <laughs> I'm not for that. And then you're told, you're trying to be like Jesus. Ouch. You'd be like sitting there going like, I'm not trying to be like Jesus. I know who I save. And when the time is right, everything's going to work together. And then, like, um, you move on, that goes quiet for a while, and then you're like, yes, now they're quiet, no one is pushing me, I'm just focusing on God. And you know what? It's a blessing to be single, not saying marriage is not a blessing, it is a blessing. But in singleness, that's the time you sync with God, that's the time those gifts get, like, birthed, that's the time when you, like, focus and just work in Christ. And then most of the time, people are like, how do you do that? I do that. How do you pray? You learn to pray in that like time when you're like, with Christ, you're on your own. You lock the door. You're like, I don't want any disturbance. I just need this time with my Christ. And then um, like when you start studying, you study. And then when you're at uni, people are like, I wish I was single like you. I've got kids at home. Like, yes. So singleness is a wish for others. But when you are single, sometimes you're like, why am I single? So I'm like, I'm not li- I won't lie and say, oh, it's, gone. it's easy. It's not easy. Because also there are guys who know, oh, I like that girl. But she'll not look at me because she goes to church. So what do they do? They follow you to church. And when they follow you to church, are they really going to be following Christ or following the girl? Mm. And then you start like, so why I'm saying it's good to be prayerful is when you're at a level where you like communicate with Christ and it's like, (laughs) I think there you decided to take my chair and not listen to me. A guy will come in your life and they pray and they send you scripture each morning. They greet you with like the biblical greetings. How are you? I hope the Lord kept you safe throughout the night. So hope the Lord blesses your day like throughout the day. And then in the afternoon you get another text. God bless you. How are you doing? We are praying that everything is going to work out. I'll check out for you in the evening through God's will. And you're like, yes, this is what I've been praying for. But uh-uh, it might not be. It might be sometimes, but most times, it's the other thing. But then when you're like prayerful, after that you'll be like, uh, am I the one who's like not seeking God more now? Because it seems as if this guy is like really praying like every minute when I'm at work, every minute I'm at uni, I'm like receiving these texts. <laughs> But then God starts, like, revealing, like, what's really happening. But then because you've been single and then there's pressure and then you have introduced the person, they're all like, when are you getting married? But then you are praying, like, is this the right guy I'm with at this moment? Mm. Because I want God to take over. I want God to be in charge. And then they still say, but he prays, yes. He does pray, yes. But then there's something which is like not working out. And then the time you announce, you know, I don't think this relationship is working. No, it is working because we have seen this guy really loves you. He's been home. He's been introduced. Everything is working out fine. You've been together for years. Like, yeah, there's a reason why you've been together for years and not gone like further. And then you get the blame. Like, it's you who's refusing the proposal. I'm like, yeah. And then you go back to like, we think you are, like, you are losing it because of your Christ. I'm like, okay, thank you. But then at the moment when you just go like bold enough to go, I better lose it. Being with Christ, then lose it and then get lost. So when you get to that point, that's when you go like, God, you know what? Everything over to you. I won't die because I'm single. I'm happy because I've got you. And tell you what, life is good 
with Christ. He gives you the strength. He walks with you. And what can stop you unstoppable when you're single? I wake up, I'm like, yay! I can just like do whatever I want. <laughs> wake up, go to work and like what, wherever I leave anything, I will find it there. No one is going to move it. <laughs> I'm here now. If I was like married, they would be like, where are you? <laughs> the kids need like to eat. You need to come home and cook. I serve God like so heartedly. Like no one is chasing after you. It's time to go. You know, tomorrow is work. You haven't prepared food. There's laundry which needs to be done. Not saying in marriage it's like that like I have emphasized before. So that's why I said, like, in my intro, I'm in the wise edge. So when you hit, like, 40, then, whoo, you've lost it. There's something wrong with you. No one wants to be, like, around you. And then they go, like, ah, what advice can you actually give when you're single? And you're like, I can give you a lot of advice. Mm. But then when they get stuck, like family, friends, who do they run to? They run to you. Can you please pray for us? Like, hey! So the single prayer is working now. <laughs> <laughs> Joking, guys. I won't say that. <laughs> I'll go, yeah, sure, let's pray. Until you, like, God just elevates you to a point where you are the point of contact through your friends, through your family. So you know what? Singleness is good as long as you know who you are working with. Because I'm not alone. I'm working with Christ. Wherever I turn, I'll be like, Lord, what do I do now? And it's like, okay, do it like that. And then you just follow that. So don't hold back. This is your time to like focus, carry on. If you need to study, study. Mm -hmm. Do your degrees. When I started like for the last Masters, I was like, I'm giving up. I can't, I, I just can't. This is too much. But there's that time when you're like, I'm single. I've got this time to read. If I want to like spend the whole night awake, I can actually do that. And then that really worked. So when you just achieve that, and then you hear others going like, I wish I had your life. Like, no, you don't wish, don't wish to have my life because you don't know like the struggles I've been through to get where I am, to get what you envy now. So like I said before when I was chatting, God, don't even hold back, don't look back, don't fall for what others are going through because you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Let's keep our focus on Christ. He will see you through, he will walk with you, he will run with you, he will guide you. Who created men? It's Christ. Mm. Who are you walking with? It's that Christ. So that same Christ is just going to let things fall in place, mm. but at the right time. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Um, so what I really love is that, you know, that you didn't allow pressure um, to make you compromise on your values and your peace as well. And I think I see it time and time again with people that do compromise on their values, not just um, with um, just jumping into a relationship, but maybe exploring um, relationships that are not good for them or not healthy for them and just settling for things that are just not the best for them. And I think part of that is that strong desire. And I really want to just touch on this just for a short time about the desires that people have as well. Um, and when I'm talking about desires I'm talking about in a sexual way sexual desires um, that people have to manage because we live in a world that's really hyper sex you know and and there's a lot of temptation for people um to fall into that so with you guys then in your singleness how did you manage that desire for a partner for intimacy but also the sexual desires that might come with that as a result of the culture that we live in today Sorry if that's quite a big question, but we've got to be we've got to be honest about the things that people are going to be struggling with in this room. So, yeah, is that cool? Absolutely. Yeah. Can, I, can I? You go first, David. Off. Yeah, I think um, the it's it's a big question, um, but um, to be, I guess, to use personal experience, it's it's first of all, it's not easy. 
um, it's 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 overwhelmingly difficult, actually. I would say. Um, I think you know, from a young age, I was exposed to like things like pornography, um, and that you know when that frames your initial idea around what sex is, what intim sexual intimacy looks like, that can get very um, warp, it warps your mind. And then it ignites, you know, the Bible, in Songs of Solomon, it says, don't awaken love before it's time. <laughs> Trust me, that, that, that's an awakening. It's a rude awakening. Um, and um, I think the enemy has done a fantastic job of insidiously inserting himself in things that would otherwise be neutral. So, I mean, the internet is not in and of itself a bad thing, but, oh, best believe there are dark places on that dark web. You know, um, interaction with people is not necessarily, it's not bad at all, but actually some interactions end up taking you to places that you never wanted to go. Apps are great, yeah, but then there's apps that are not really edifying for our spirit, soul, or body. Um, and I think the struggle is real, right? Um, the struggle, it really is real. It's great and really reassuring to know that we serve a God that um, is gracious, a God that his mercy is new every morning, and a God that doesn't allow us to stay where we are, but as we pursue him, he helps things get better. And for some people, he helps things get better overnight. I have friends that that's been the case for them. And for others, like myself, it wasn't an overnight thing, you know. It was a come to a revelation and understanding and conviction that, man, I'm living a bit different to what the Bible wants me to do. Um, so how do, I, how do I fix that? And how do I come to God honestly with these God-given desires, pure desires, um, but that have been adulterated by the world and my life experiences? How, how do I do that? And I was fortunate enough to uh, have a group of... Uh, it all started actually when I was in high school. This uh, pastor, we got a new youth pastor and I was going to youth and he was just like, he just shared his story and his struggle. And he was like, look, I struggle with sexual temptation and lust and actually up until the point when I was engaged and it came out that, you know, I was a pastor and I was working and, and I actually went on to some inappropriate sites in the church office and the church pastor, uh, the, the head pastor basically found it confronted me about it and I had to make a public apology in front of the whole church. I had to apologize to my fiance at the time and it almost destroyed our relationship, it almost destroyed me. And I was just there like, whoa, first of all, I don't wanna be that. But at the same time, that's crazy that somebody's gone through that and has found freedom on the other side. And I want that, I want that. And so he started a group with a bunch of us and we, we got together regularly and um, what started off as very much an addiction glory to God is no longer an addiction um, Amazing. that does not mean that I don't daily have to flee from sexual temptation um, but yeah glory to God it's not an addiction um, so I think lessons I've learned how to handle that struggle for real for real is Again, I said this before, I'm saying it again. What is our focus? Like, what is my focus? If I'm focused on, okay, I know where God is taking me. I know what he wants me to do for him at the end of the day. How am I framing my perspective, my thoughts, my, my lifestyle to that direction? And then it's to say, okay, who am I surrounding myself with that is taking me in that direction? Who am I accountable to that is helping me get to that direction? You know, and what environments am I putting myself in? Like I said before, because like, if we want to say, oh yeah, the struggle is real, we want to fight sexual temptation, we don't want to be out here moving mad, or we don't want to find ourselves um, secluded and alone and in inappropriate things. We, we have to, we have to um, 
we have to be aggressive. Like it's not, the Bible doesn't say do a, a dirty dance with sexual sin. It says flee sexual sin. You know, we have, to, we have to run away. We have to run away. And running away looks like, if, for some people, it looks like, oh, if it's, you're struggling with porn, get, get, get yourself a flip phone. Start there. Get yourself a flip phone. Um, get yourself some people who are checking up on you regularly. Something I do is I have a, um, an app that I use with some guys. It's called Accountable to You. And it just, I'm, I'm exposed. <laughs> like, everything I do on there, ping, ping, ping. Something, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm the websites I'm going on, I'm getting a bit ping, 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 ping. Hey, bro, you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. No, I'm not okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, have people who you are accountable to and, 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 decide how much you really want this. Like, how much do you really want God? How much do you really want to pursue him? And that doesn't mean you won't fall. That doesn't mean you won't mess up. That doesn't mean one time you're not going to go out and do the most. That doesn't mean one time you're not going to go on that app again and, you know, invite someone over or go over to somebody's place. That, that, that it, it's not like a, it's not like a one size fits all. Everybody's journey is unique with Christ, but you have to decide, firstly, how much does God mean to me? If I say he, I've given my life to him, what does it look like for me to be a living sacrifice? Then you have to say, okay, then you have to be real with yourself. Be real honest. Be like, look, I struggle with this. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to come here, stand in front of you and say with my chest, you look, I, I can never struggle with lust again. I've never struggled. Like, I would never do that because pride comes before the fall. So be honest with that. We need to be honest with ourselves. You know, the pressure that's around us, the, 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 the bad habits that we've developed in our lives, they are a weak point. Be honest with your weaknesses, you know, because in our weaknesses, his strength is made known. So, but if you don't acknowledge your weakness, you're just living in denial and you can't be helped, you know. Um, so acknowledge, acknowledge where you're at and then do the needful to, to, to walk towards Christ daily and walk away from our sinful and carnal desires daily. And that looks like physically getting people around you that you're accountable with, getting people around you that you're open and honest and talking about these things with. Number two, it looks like... Um, so that's in the physical, like relationally, but then you just need to also be like... This is... It's not just entirely us. It's the enemy at work in our lives. His plan is to destroy all good things that God has for us. The enemy has a big part to play in it. So we need to engage him on a spiritual level as well. To say, okay, um, like, I need to pray about this. Earnestly. Beg God. Get on the floor. I've been on the floor. You know, my face is on the ground. God, please, I'm begging you, you know, fast, a lot, a lot. And, and I need to do that more at the moment, but, you know, <laughs> seriously, like, how much do we really want God? We need to ask ourselves that question. How much do I really want God? I need to fast. I need to take my thoughts captive. This, the kingdom suffers violence and the violence takes by force. By force. So I'm, if the, the enemy is being forceful to me, I need to be forceful back. I'm not, fighting my, my, I'm not fighting my friends, but I'm fighting the enemy. And that's a spiritual battle. I need to come before God every day, open my book and just say, God, just in, your, in my humility and in your greatness, just reveal something to me that helps me a bit more today and engage in the spirit. We are spiritual beings first. Our flesh should be subject to our spirit and not the other way around. Right. Last thing I'll say, sorry, I know I've said a lot, but it's a bit of a weird one to cut short, you know, to be like, to summarize quickly. But uh, is that the time? Is yeah, the, it's I the time. <laughs> um, <That's> so the bell. <laughs> last thing I'll say is, um, I watched this, uh, I, watched, I, was, I, I do too much Instagram to be fair, but I was on Instagram scrolling and there was this one reel I saw and it was like, the way you fight your flesh is by not giving your flesh everything it wants at the same time. So if you want two cookies, maybe you just have one. 
just to practice self-control and denial. And that's something I'm really like trying to explore more at the moment. And it's just that idea that denying your flesh doesn't start out, oh, let me not go over to this person's house. Denying your flesh is a day-to-day thing where you die to yourself and you carry your cross daily in every aspect of your life, in who you talk to, in what you eat, in who you interact with, in the places you find yourself. Don't give your flesh everything it wants all at the same time unless you're teaching it that anything it wants, it can get. Mm. Amazing. Um, we'll just quickly move on to the last question. Um, i just say one thing. Yeah, go on, go on. So on that, um, I think what's helped me as well is just like, what's my boundary? So like, okay, this is a relationship I want. What type of person am I going to be before that? And if you can't have self-control when you're single, you're not going to have it when you're in a relationship. And it's like, that's when cheating comes into it. That's when the wandering eye comes into it. Because if you can't grow those muscles now, like, you can't just, okay, now I'm loyal. It's like, well, hang on a minute. Like, it doesn't work like that. Like, overnight, you're married and it's like, all my problems fixed, solved. And it's like, I'm a godly woman now. It's like, well, hang on a minute. You've had 26 years of doing whatever you want. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't grow like that. And I think that longevity, and if you want that solid, I'm a man of God, I'm a woman of God, then you've got to put in the years of putting the work in, like years to be a doctor. It takes the graft, it takes the hustle, but it's like that hustle with you in a relationship with God. Um, and like for that, whatever your boundary is, say it's, I don't know, don't have sex with them. Right, okay, that's my boundary. Now put it like four steps behind that. And it's like, oh, okay, so now it's don't go around this house at night. Cool, tick. Like, so like whatever it is, like put it way behind because then if you slip up, you've still caught yourself and you've given yourself a safety net. So what I would like say that is like super helpful. And then also like your safe people. I don't know why, but this is blowing my mind. But your safe people that you talk about this kind of stuff with, have it being the same sex. So like your safe people, don't be speaking with the opposite sex about it because, oh, you then f- figure out each other's weaknesses and you're going to slip in both of those weaknesses. Like it, it's going to happen. You're both going to have a bad day. And when you have a bad day, who do you text? Oh, that safe person. Right, but they're the opposite sex. So like you're not going to be that strong for each other. So like if you do the same sex, you are then like, okay, great. We're going to do it. Girls night, movies, face masks. Great. Guys, you can do that too. Not too sure what you do, but great. <laughs> like wherever it is, like you've got that support system that is then solid and you're all going in the same direction. So that's the only things I'll add. That's great. Um, Zah, do you want to just give any advice to anyone who is single in here? What would the advice be? Obviously, you've got people that are going to listen to this as well. So different people are in different places in their journey. What would your advice be in one minute? (laughs) I came prepared. So I've got this quote from C.S. Lewis, which says, relying on God has to begin all over again every day as if nothing had yet been done. Mm. Don't. Oh, oh, okay. I feel like that. <laughs> I feel like I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I'm a bit caught off guard now. That's great. Well, I think with that being said, that very profound <laughs> statement that you made, I think it'd be great just to pray for people who do have that desire to meet someone, or maybe you're struggling with some of the things that we've spoke about this evening, and just like praying for people to invite God into that place. Because, you know, we have a high priest, it says that empathizes with our sin and weaknesses. Um, And I think we forget that sometimes, like we said, we put God up there and us down here, but he is heart to heart with us in every way. So yeah, I think, shall we pray? Zara, do you want to finish with a prayer? Just praying for everyone? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, We thank you for who you are. We thank you for this time that you have given us, that you have set apart. Lord, we pray for each and every child of yours, Lord, male or female, Father, for those who are praying, O God, and seeking for a partner, O God. Let it be from you, O God, and not our own desires father yes we do desire but you are the one who's got the last decision oh god may you help us oh god focus on you 
and hear your voice, O oh Lord. May you also bring, O oh God, accountable friends into the lives of each and every human, O oh God. Those who know your name, O oh God. Those who have the fear of you, O oh God. Those who hold us and walk with us, O oh Father God, and guide us the way you want us to be guided. Father, you're the one who was, who is, and is to come. Your plans and your love for us never changes, oh Father God. You know the heart's desire of each and every one of your child, oh God. I pray, oh God, that you touch lives, that you transform lives, that from this time the podcast will be heard, oh God. You would have performed miracles in each and everyone's life just to show how great and good you are, oh Father. Change that mindset, oh God, that said, I will never be married. I will never achieve this moment. Father God, change that mindset to, yes, with Christ, I can do this. You will never do this alone, oh God. We can never walk alone, oh Father. We rely on you and hold on to you, oh God. We commit each and everyone in the house, each and everyone listening, here in the UK and overseas and wherever this is going to be heard, oh God, to run with you and to know that you are the God who never fails and you never will. Lord, your answers are yes and amen. For that, Lord, we say we praise your name and we worship you, and we are in the waiting because you are in the waiting, oh Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. So thanks so much, guys. So much wisdom, so much for us all to think about. If you just take a couple of minutes, and then we're just going to jump straight into part two. So everybody give it up for these three amazing people. Can I... I'm so sorry, Tasha, you're going to hate me. time is gone. No, this is not for the podcast. This is not for the podcast. This is just for all the men here. I'm sorry, guys. But I really just want to talk to all the men in here in this moment. You know, um, a lot of the women are going to be like, yes, bad time. Well, if you're thinking that, repent. Uh, But I really want to talk to all the men in here. And just to say, like, you know, I was having a chat with some of my housemates. Well, both of my housemates. And I was saying to them, what, what are we here on this earth to do if not to follow God? And if we don't know what we're follow, following God doing, how can we say we are ready and looking for somebody else to lead in this life? Mm. If you don't know where God is taking you, you're going to be a blind person leading somebody else who's trying to open their eyes or who has their eyes open. And that's not fair. It's not fair to the kingdom of God and it's not fair to the person that God has called you to be with if or when that is a reality, right? So I really want to challenge all of us in here. Like, I've done this recently myself. Like, go and figure out what God wants you to do in this life, for real. Write it down, write it down. Go and figure it out and write it down. And if you don't know, if you're struggling, pray about it. Get on your knees, get on the floor and pray about it in all seriousness. Like, it's not even a joke. Like, people are really... People are really going to hell, for real, for real. People are really out here, lost for eternity. We cannot, we cannot afford to be chilling at, oh, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do tomorrow for the sake of the kingdom. We need to be thinking, what are we doing for his eternal glory? To see the lost saved, to see people come to Christ. Like that. And, and women, help your brothers in Christ. It's, de- it's, it's, not even, it's not even funny. Help your brothers in Christ. How? 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 Pray for them. Come alongside them. Encourage them. Also be those who ask questions like, so what is God calling you to do at the moment? In what ways are you empowering yourself or in what ways are you learning to do what God is calling you to do? Hello, brother. Good question. How many of us have asked our brothers that question? Steph definitely has. I can testify. Fair enough. Fair, and if you have, happy days, happy days, happy days. But, but I cannot, my heart is so burdened in this that we as men need to step up in our pursuit of the eternal glory of God. Please go home and write down what God is asking you to do for his kingdom. And two things. Number one, if you don't know, pray about it. Number two, if it seems achievable, Try again. Because if it's achievable, you probably don't have God involved in that. <laughs> Drop the mic. On, on that note. <laughs> hey!
Thanks for listening to this podcast. We'd love to connect with you. Come and find us on Instagram at northya_underscore.